0: and he said one of my favorite lines of the film he's trying to break up with his high school girlfriend and he said but she doesn't understand why we've not broken up i sent her an, an emoji of a broken heart and a thundercloud why didn't she get it hey
1: everybody welcome to this episode of flicks Watcher podcast i'm joined by anna Hello. And Scarlett.
2: Hi.
3: And as
1: always, Helen. Hello. And we're going to be reviewing The Breaker Upras.
2: Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills.
1: Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us.
2: And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter.
1: At FlixWatcherPod. And on Instagram.
2: At FlixWatcher. Hello, film fans. Welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher podcast. In our studio today, we have Anna and Scarlett. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them about the pod work you do, please.
3: So my name's Anna Smith. I am the host of the podcast Girls on Film, which you get on iTunes and Spotify and other outlets. Um, so I started Girls on Film last year um, with Heather Archbold, and we wanted to give voice to all the amazing female film critics who exist, particularly in the UK, but also beyond. And we talked to female film practitioners like Brie Larson, Kerry Mulligan, and we've taken it on tour. We've been to Cannes, and um, we've been to Rotterdam. we go up in Manchester to home quite often. So that's a big part of what I do. Home, home yes, we <laughs> love home, Manchester- most of people do come and see us, um, and I, but I've been actually a film critic for nearly 20 years now, yeah. so I spend most of my time talking or writing about film when I'm not watching films, so I'm kind of living and breathing film, and I write for Metro, Time Out, Sight and Sound, and I'm lucky enough to go on Sky News and BBC TV when there's a big film story, so like if it's awards season, that's sure. a big part of my day.
1: Um, what did you think of this, this year's Oscars in terms of Roma not winning? still a bone of contention for me.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you know that the Oscars, for me, rarely did my favourite films even make the short sure. list sometimes, I mean, and I do think that there were some films that should have been included there. So I end up kind of making the sort of best judgment based on what's there. But I thought the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, much as I enjoyed it, was faintly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a fun film, but it is it's, it's very far
0: from an award winner in sure. my view.
1: sure. Uh, And who are you, across the table?
0: Hi, um, my name is Scarlett Russell. I am the entertainment editor at the Sunday Times Style magazine. So I... Um, in charge of all the celebrity covers we have on the film content we cover in the magazine and online on social our tv content music content anything that falls under the entertainment bracket that it's would be me pretty
1: huge so there, yeah. <laughs> um
0: i wrote a feature recently about how i actually have to watch tv for a living and yeah, yeah it was mad that is actually my job it's brilliant i also have a podcast a sunday time style podcast which is not to do with entertainment it's actually a career business podcast called secrets of the side hustle where we interview female entrepreneurs about how they started their side hustle from all walks of life um fashion tech art so that is on um acar spotify or your normal podcast places yeah. um we are trying to get an entertainment podcast off the ground now it's still in the early stages so watch this space basically you basically can follow, follow you on twitter follow me on twitter and instagram and you can get all the news about it but sure.
1: yeah Um, so I mean talking we talked a bit about Roma Um, that was a Netflix show that was a Netflix film and today we're going to be talking about The Breaker Ruppers which is your choice Anna can you tell us why you chose it and give us a two minute synopsis
3: well, I chose this because um, I love Kiwi films, actually. This is a mm-hmm. New Zealand comedy. And I also, as the host of Girls on Film, love things that are made by women, that centre around women, and that are funny. Yeah. And I think that ticks all those boxes for me. Um, it's
1: This will be a, a triple F film. As, yes, uh, it's,
3: it's F-rated, absolutely. Yeah. So it stars Madeleine Samney and Jackie van der Beek, who both um, also star in the film and wrote it. And um, they directed the film. And it's, um, it's about two women that set up an agency designed to help people break up, up with their partner so whether it's because they're a bit cowardly or they simply afraid of confrontation or they're afraid of retaliation Mm -hmm. they get these two women to dress up in elaborate disguises and do crazy things like go around and tell people that their boyfriends has gone missing or dress up as cops and and they get into all sorts of scrapes and it's very much about these two women's relationships and the kind of almost midlife crises that they're facing while indulging in various comic
2: activities
1: nice um Helen, what are your thoughts on The is? Um
2: I had not heard of this film. Yeah. This was um a surprise for me. Um people who've listened to this podcast before probably know that we're big fans of Kiwi humour.
1: Yeah, so What we do in the
2: Shadows.
1: What we do in the Shadows was our highest rated film for the, for the longest time. Yeah. On here.
2: Good good couple of years. Well, a year or A year, so, yeah. year or so.
1: And oh, I think it's only usurped by I'm not sure if it was when Homer Sally did it first or um all the boys a Loved before i think maybe that's, that's but yeah it's, it's number it's currently number 3 which is still yeah fantastic
2: um so uh, yeah big fans and obviously flight of the concords um, mm-hmm. and everything so uh, i was surprised that i had not been on my radar um i really enjoyed it it's really funny um and yeah it's great to have comedy films that are funny, written by women, um, directed as well. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed the hour and a half spent in the company, the slightly bizarre company of um, (laughs) these two fab females.
1: Scarlet.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit bonkers in the best possible way. I think it could have been funnier. For me, I didn't love it. I think it was one of those, it was great. It was really interesting to watch. And I don't really think I've seen anything like it, certainly not recently. It was kind of a bit all over the place, but that didn't really matter because Mm. they're having so much fun. The Women who, they wrote it, directed, starred in it. They're just having so much fun. And yeah, the story was a little bit messy for me, but then it was saved by all these supporting characters. And I feel it's one of those films where the main characters weren't the best thing about it, but all these Kooky, crazy little supporting characters came up who would laugh out loud funny. So,
1: who are your favorite supporting characters?
0: So, the guy who plays jo- um, Jordan, the, yeah, the teenage rugby player. The, yeah. Yeah. Boy from boy. He was just brilliant. Oh, is he the guy from boy? He's the boy from oh, boy. Boy yeah. from boy, yeah. Um, and so he plays this kind of very sweet but very simple <laughs> client of the Breaker Uppers and he goes in and he said one of my favourite lines of the film. he's trying to break up with his high school girlfriend and he said, but she doesn't understand why we've not broken up, I sent her a, a, an emoji of a broken heart <laughs> and a thundercloud, why didn't she get it? And then you have really sweet moments with that and then the girl he's trying to break up with who is this sassy super aggressive but very funny girls SIPA is that how you say it? Yeah with her crew of women and she it was just brilliant
3: Anna Scott, is so good in that She's role. She's so good. And I met her actually at um, a London film festival when The Breaker Up was first screened, and that's where I first saw it, which was great when you go in really cold and you mm. don't have any expectations of a movie. And also seeing it with an audience was really interesting then. But then I, um, subsequently I saw her and I met her. I was like, oh my God, I love your film. And she was so great. Uh, but she, her personality is completely opposite, as you can imagine. <laughs> She's just a little sweetheart and a real feminist as well. But yeah, this character's got like this brilliant kind of hard-nosed, mm-hmm. uh, hard-dancing woman with this very um, camp crew
0: of uh, almost kind of trans friends a lot of them Mm. yeah uh, which I thought was really interesting Mm. and it was unapologetically female the whole way throughout it was so much about friendship and there was a lot of you have this kind of banter between the two leads kind of reminded me of the wedding crashes a bit kind of in you have the sense of they're doing something that's a little bit questionable morally and ethically (laughs) but it's always really funny and then but they're just mates really at the end of the day and they have these really close moments that are really lovely and that's a theme throughout and i just thought that was really nice
1: i think that friendship side of things is something that's not necessarily explored that much in in female comedies uh female films generally you have this kind of bromance thing that came out recently with like i love you man and or there's Judd Apatow films. Um, but it's not something you see that much in, in uh, female-led films. Uh, Bridesmaids being like the, the kind of pinnacle one, isn't it? Yeah, it's
3: mm-hmm. not enough. And I do love seeing it done well. I think mm-hmm. um, The Heat was really good. With yeah. some O'Log and Melissa yeah. Clark, a great example. Probably stronger than this. I agree with Scarlett that, well, I really love this film and I hold it dear to my heart. I understand that it is quite rough around the edges. Um, but I think there are slicker examples. But another one recently was A Spy Who Dumped Me. And that, mm-hmm. I, that wasn't my favourite film, but that is what you're talking about, Kobe. You know, talking about, female friendship mm-hmm. in a stressful situation and seeing how two women thrown together in difficult circumstances deal with something because so often you know chick flicks about female friendship are about romance or they're competing about a boy yeah. um or, or or tearing each other's hair out about getting married or something whereas in this film there's two women who've gone into business together in the case of the Raker operas which is a you know much more interesting conceit to me
1: i guess book another recent one mm. um, yeah that's a great one so what's your tell us about the love with, with kiwi films
3: yeah, so my husband's, um, it's up Hockey, we, we go over there a lot. And so it's always been really lovely mm. to see it represented on film. And um, a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to go and look at the locations of Hunt for the Wilderpeople, oh. um, which was uh, so much fun. I did a piece of the garden on it. <laughs> it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, that It is such a gorgeous
1: So place. Where's, that, where's that shot? Hunt, Hunt um, so
3: it, it was both the North and South Island, is and lots of kind of remote okay. farm countries. So we were sort of flying between and, and going to these farms where the most welcome, that's the thing, is the most welcoming people... Mm. Mm. Would, you know, would come and greet you and say, oh, come and see me anytime you can come and stay. You know, they're so excited to have someone visiting them. But they have this incredible uh, remote location. So, yeah, I mean, that was really stunning. And, of course, that's a very different kind of New Zealand than the one you see in this film, which is Auckland. But um, Auckland is near where, m- where we, ha- our family live. Um, and I, I know the K Road where some, some of the scenes are filmed. So it really captured a side of that for me. But also I think the humour, you know, that is actually they drew draw from British humour and early British humour because a lot of the people who writing in New Zealand have grown up watching like kind of quirky British stuff, almost as alternative comedy has influenced them. So I think, and that's resulted in a really interesting mix of quite brash... um, Comedy, which is a real mix of sort of physical humour, a character based humour and slightly farcical as well. Yeah, it's a bit I mean, sketchy as well. Very sketch based. Mm. I mean, I understand obviously these two women have worked in TV a lot and you can feel that it does have a small screen feel in many ways. Um, but there are some real funny sketch moments and there's something slightly outrageous and pushing the envelope about it as well. I mean, some of it's quite on the edge, the
0: humour here yeah a bit bridesmaidsy actually in that way when that first came out that was really pushing it Mm. and it's it does feel for me that this kiwi comedy is having a bit of a moment I think maybe the resurgence of the popularity of what we did in the shadows being the tv series being on and I have to make sure I'm saying his his name right but Taika Waititi Taika Waititi yes exactly Taika Waititi who exec produced this film and of course is everywhere now and i think since thor that kind of put him in a different and he hit his kiwi comedy in thor but that was the kind of standout character and i sort of feel like that's project propelled him into a new so all this stuff is kind of coming up to the mainstream a lot more
3: yes and yeah. i think the the success of wilder people as well which was like this film a huge hit in new zealand mm. means that more money is getting put into this sort of thing i hope internationally and distributing it internationally well mm. so
1: this is produced by uh picky films um, or Peaky films, I'm not sure how to say it in, in the Kiwi accent. But, um, so they also produce Hunt for the Wild People and Jojo Rabbit, which is Taika Waititi's next film, which is coming out in a, in a few weeks' time. And I just love that kind of nexus of, you know, Jermaine and, uh, Jermaine and Taika getting together, but also now we've got uh, Jackie Van Der Beek or Van Beek because she's on Twitter Um and she's she directs a few of the, of the TV episodes of um, what we're doing in the shadows. She was oh. she was the familiar in what we're doing in the shadows. Oh yes, um, that's it. Um, and I love also the so Jackie Van Beek's mum in this played um, the auntie in, in Hunt for Wilder People. So you can tell the the kind of community isn't that isn't that big, but you can tell they really help each other out. And like you said about boy. Boy, I was going to say about uh, boy was, was that Tiger's first one? Or was it Eagle versus Shark?
0: I think it's Boy.
1: Yeah, but you can tell they're all kind of hanging out with each other and just kind of letting all the creative juices flow. A-
0: uh, and Jermaine Clement has a brilliant cameo in this yeah. film <laughs> where a Tinder date, and that's exactly—they're all mates, and yeah. they've all got this lovely little community.
1: Absolutely, um, I love. Ke- I love New Zealand for not for a similar reasons. to yourself, I don't, I don't have a half kiwi spouse um but i've been there a couple of times and every time i've been like welcome with open arms to the extent that one night i was i was at, i was in a queue for a fast food i was in a fast food takeaway and they had like a lamb shank there and i couldn't afford it and i just kept moaning and suddenly this guy goes here you go mate here's your lamb oh, shank and just oh. walked off and i was like yes you know, to that man in taupo i love you i don't know who you are <laughs> don't know what you look like but since then um i think anything to do with Kiwi i'm going to give a fair crack of the whip certainly. for him that's yeah, really nice of you
0: there is a good sense of community i think in new zealand yeah yeah so my experience this year of getting into cricket for some reason was my boyfriend's mad about cricket and the World Cup was between New Zealand and England mm. and, the, and he kept on saying but no one wants to beat New Zealand so they're so nice, they're such a <laughs> nice team, like no one minds beating Australia because there's all this rivalry sure. between England and Australia but New Zealand is so nice and this whole thing he said oh they're just like a lovely team that pat each other on the back when the other teams won and it's all really lovely so I think they just are oh, nice, it's a nice country, everyone's nice to each other.
2: You're I, a I, fan, aren't you? I am I, I love New Zealand I always find it's it's quite like Wales in some way in in the landscape is a little bit like that mm. and lots of sheep as well but um yeah the New Zealand cricket team sometimes when they win they're almost like oh sorry we've won yeah. <laughs> a little bit like that but um yeah not so much the landscapes in this as there are in films like Hunt for the Wilder People yeah. um but yeah I
1: mean, yeah, was well, and a lot of Kiwi people are not big fans of Auckland and the big city and stuff like that are they
2: I don't know. Yeah, Who
3: well, says that? I mean. It- it depends who you ask really but yeah I mean there are definitely really dodgy parts of Auckland I mean mm. and this skates past perhaps some of the darker aspects I mean there are there's like a crystal meth problem in in you know, outside of Auckland in right. parts of New Zealand so let's not pretend it's all <laughs> rosy you know there is crime and there are horrible things that happen but I like the way that this film kind of skates around the area and sort of you, you sort of know that it's in the background and it is much more urban yeah. than the, the, these kind of idealised hump for the world people kind of films but um, but it is a lot of it actually about being nice and about community and ultimately these two women particularly the more cynical of the two played by Jackie um learning that what they're doing is morally reprehensible probably and thinking about the best way to you know put that straight
1: um so what do you, I mean let's talk about Jackie and, and Madeline they put they wrote the theme tune uh sang the theme tune wrote the, you know put it all together I think that's just great that um hopefully you'll see them do more I think they're, they're producing I think they're doing the same with a film starring... Um, Aubrey Plaza. Or, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, right.
3: Which is perfect. You can just mm. imagine Aubrey Plaza being exactly right for Absolutely. their slightly quirky, offbeat, crazy humour. And she has that thing that I think they have here that she, she brings to a lot of her films, which is very confessional quality. And it's not being, not being scared to look ridiculous yeah. and not being scared to push the envelope and say, okay, women have bodily functions women do stupid things they get drunk and they fall over and you know but but not in the kind of tame way that we see in mainstream films in their slightly edgier way like they do proper drugs in this film for example yeah. <laughs> or not proper drugs you know there's most mm. spoiler there but you know they they are they are quite wild these women and i think Audrey Paz would be good in something directed by them
1: i think they'd be i think they'd suit really well with like Kristen Wiig and and her friends over then they could just jump slot straight in i think mm. Um, I love seeing them in American films in the same way. Tyke has gone over there, and Jermaine and and Brett as well have uh, started to make waves over there.
2: Sort of breaking into the um, the American club.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just the bigger the bigger film community. I think. I think they could. I think they could. Um, Definitely compete with everyone Make it big. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I suppose it's kind of, it's like wine country that was on earlier this year, which wasn't as, that could have been way more funny than it was. But I suppose it's that thing of women just being a bit silly and just getting drunk and whatever, you know. Um, Yeah. There was definitely traces of that, but it seemed to me just bolder. It's like, they just didn't care. They're like, let's just go for it. Which is maybe, I would say that was maybe Kristen Wiig is so big now that Mm. she'd be a bit too worried to push the limit that much but I think there's a real freedom that comes with being so new where you've not got as much to lose and you're just going for it and it makes for really raw, brilliant comedy and I think they could just get away with stuff that you might not and that's again why Netflix you can get away with a lot more than perhaps you could if it was released in cinema
1: So this was released in the cinema in New Zealand wasn't it? I mean brought by Netflix for everywhere else I think
3: yeah I was hoping that it would be in the cinema just um, in the UK selfishly just so I could do more on it because I mainly specialize in things that come out in Oh, okay yeah um, and also so that more people would have the opportunity to see it with a big audience actually because I think I benefited from seeing it with a large audience and if when I was sitting watching it at home on my own, which I think is key, mm. I probably laughed less because it's less of the community experience. And for me, I think this is one to watch if you're a female with your girlfriends because you have those moments where you recognise all too well what it's like to be on a hen night singing karaoke, for example. <laughs> um, one of my favourite scenes is, by the way, they have this karaoke video which resembles those really terrible, terrible cheap ones that you you see in those dodgy booths in Thailand or something. Yeah. And then that is then used to play out... You know, the, the 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 story really cleverly, good exposition it's of Celine this two Dion, friendship. Yeah. Dion, absolutely brilliant.
0: Even my cat enjoyed that bit. Just FYI, the soundtrack is brilliant. There's some nineties bangers in there. It's a <laughs> great soundtrack.
1: Um what do? do? you want to head on to the scores? Could I make up? another point? Absolutely.
3: Um, one thing I love about this film is the representation because yeah. it is actually an extremely woke film while being a bit naughty and not worthy. And I think that's a really good mixture. I mean, it just seems effortlessly mm. um, good on representation because obviously you've got quite a lot of Maori characters and you've also got um, a bisexual character in the lead mm-hmm. um, and there are numerous gay ca- characters they're not afraid to break up a gay wedding yep. and it's like yeah, you, you you weren't so this she, she she fakes being pregnant and comes, you weren't gay 8 months ago Russell <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant moment um so but so it's you know it, it has a poke at all those people in in equally yeah. you know in a good way and it also um has a bit of an edgy joke about a, a young man being potentially underage which he isn't but that's the kind of joke you too often see in the reverse yes. and i thought that was pushing boundaries as well so um it gives a big thumbs up from me and these girls on film style, not just um, from the female side, but from race and sexuality and all those things.
2: And also age as well. I mean, th- th- they make no hiding about it that, you know, she's nearing 40. And, you know, in a- in American films tend to they don't really give roles like that to women or their age. Yeah. Which is exactly crazy. Exactly. But-
0: i agree and one of the storylines about the way they met was they were both cheated on by the same guy mm. but actually that is that could have so easily been a bigger part of the story could have and been it was the plot really nice about that it trying to get
2: back with him whereas he's just kind of a backstory yeah. and the purpose of the film is not to find another man or to get back with him no he's just kind of there on the side
0: yeah exactly
1: cool should we head to the scores
2: Welcome to the um, Spreadsheet of Dreams. The scoring system we have is all out of five. You may have decimal places, um, but nothing lower than a zero. And we will start with you, Anna, with the recommendability, please. Can you define recommendability a little (laughs) bit more for me?
1: Sure. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. So yes, how easy do you find it to recommend it to other people? so
3: how many types of people would i recommend it to yeah so how broad is it or if i knew someone would love it
1: so i I always say like my my benchmark for recommendability is back to the future because it might necessarily be my favorite film ever ever but it's someone i can just say you're not seeing back to the future go and fucking see back to the future right now and wouldn't have to think about who you're referring it to yeah um but if you have to like pulp fiction is another one of my favorite films i think twice about recommending some people because i'm like well, I don't think they get it. It's like 3 acts, right. random structure. Maybe it's a bit long, a bit wordy, too much blood, that kind of thing. So
3: I'm going to go
0: for a cautious four out of five for sure. that one.
1: And you can have decimal places if you feel you want to adjust it up or down a bit more. So mm-hmm. four out of five. Uh, Scarlet.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to go with a five. And interesting because it wasn't my favourite film by far, but I, do, I would always recommend it because I think it's, firstly, it's a film that I think people need to see. I think the only way more films like this are going to get made is art is, uh, is if people see them. And I would love to hear what other people thought of it. And Mm. I think it would appeal to not just women and men as well. And I would kind of just like there to be a bit more of a conversation about it and hearing what people thought. So yeah, I recommend everyone watch it. be generous.
2: Um, So I am going to go for a four as well. Um, I think you, I think you both mentioned that it is a little bit patchy in places, and you almost get the impression that maybe it would have worked as a, a TV series a lot a lot more maybe, and that would have kept it a little bit tighter, sure. Um, but yeah, it, if you like this very specific kind of humor, then you'll love it. If you find this specific kind of humor a little bit like mm, a little bit weird or like not quite there, then you probably won't enjoy it as much as maybe I did so far.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for 4.3 here. Um, I think there's just a few things in the Kiwi humour that might put people off in a way. And for those same people, I didn't we didn't recommend what we do in the shadows because it's still a bit like of a, a hard ask to, okay, so the vampires and they do what? Sorry, they're just hanging out. <laughs> okay, fine. No, that's not for me. Um, and this has, as much as I love the Kiwi sensibility, I don't think it's directly off the bat for everyone. Um, but I still recommend it to a lot of people without uh, much thought. 4.3, repeat viewing score, Anna?
3: I mm, I would, yeah, I think a four if you love it, because it's one of those films that if you do love it, you definitely want to watch it again hmm. with friends and a glass of wine and have a giggle with it and replay the fun bits. But it's not one that I would, you know, be, I don't think I'm going to be watching it again and again, like, for example, Back to the Future in 10 years time.
1: <laughs> so four. Uh, Scarlet? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I might watch it again if, if you know, I needed. to, something to watch it's one of those i wouldn't be in a mad rush to watch it but i can see it is one of those it is a film that's very easy to keep on watching i guess i would go for 3.5 for repeat viewing sure h um yeah so i
2: watch. i watch this on my own and i think i would definitely want to re-watch it with a couple of people who i know would enjoy it yeah um and it's only an hour and a half as well
0: less than that Hour 22. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, was it?
2: Yeah. My information was wrong from yeah. 80 uh, minutes on
1: IMDB. I'm not sure it's quite that. That's yeah. where I got it from. Ah.
2: Oh. Anyway, still optimum length. So um, yeah, I think I'll go the same as you,
1: 3.5. 3.5. So one thing we said with what we're doing in the shadows, which I think applies here as well, is um, I almost felt we can just watch in like 20-minute chunks. And that kind of talks about, that relates to the episodic nature that you were saying. So I, I think I'd be quite happy to like watch a like, 15, 20-minute chunk, put it down. Come back to it later on. but Yeah. yeah What's another trunk. Um So that does kind of lean into the r- repeat viewing score. I'm not sure if I'd think, let's watch it all, all straight away. But I'd be quite happy to think, yeah, let's just have a little bit. In uh, the same way, I'm watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail at the moment as well. I'm just I'm watching. like in fifth, bits. Yeah, in bits. I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's that bit finished. I'm going to put it down. Got other stuff to do. <laughs> I'll come back to it later on. Um, and I can see myself doing that with this one as well. So what did I say? Four. Yeah, let's go for four. Um, small screen score, Anna, so you were probably the only person that saw it in a, in a big screening room with other people.
3: Yeah, Um. in a way, it lends itself to small screen because you certainly don't need the magic of cinema to appreciate how it looks visually because mm. it's very conversational. And, you know, it's very much about characters and, and the comedy. So that's good. But then, as I say, with a, um, an audience in a large cinema... I think it really benefited from that. So And there's
1: many city literate people as well, or and or critics when you're watching the same. Yeah,
3: time. it was interesting because it was um London Film Fest there were a lot of uh, foreign journalists and I and mm. I noticed that some of them just didn't get it at all sure. because I think some of the nuances, you know, probably the Kiwi humour Or just, maybe just, even the just, accents as well. The
1: accents true. They did not hold back at all with the accents in this. Um I think in World of People and, and what we do in the shadows, that accents are a bit played down yeah
3: these were quite strong and yeah. also i sent a couple of friends to see it who did not love it sure. in, in the cinema actually when they did special screening at lff so i am quite cautious about that um so i'm gonna go
1: 3.5 scarlet
0: small screen scott. so this is i've only seen this on the tv so do you sure. mean that as opposed to watching it on my phone or something no
1: so it's tv versus would you have how much would you have liked to see it in the big screen got it like if you saw um like once once Upon a Time in Hollywood, seeing yeah. it on small screen for the first time probably doesn't make any sense. No,
0: yeah, no. I get, I do agree with Anna that I think, you know, for a film like this, it's not so much about the, you know, the mise en scene and the kind of, <laughs> the beauty of how it looks. It looks great because it's bright and fun, but it's more about the characters and the story and the humour. So I think um, for small screen score, why don't we go for four? I think it's a four, yeah. Sure. Helen?
2: Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher. So I'm going to go 4.5. Um, I watched it on my own and I think if I'd have watched it in company I would have had more of a kind of laughing out loud moment than rather just "Mm, Um, so definitely it loses for that but also had it not been on Netflix I probably never would have seen this and it just would have passed me by and would never have had the chance to see it so again it's really important that Netflix are picking these small films up and giving it an audience that it might not have had had it only come out in the cinema on a very limited
1: release. Have you seen Booksmart for example? No, not yet. Yeah, so like Booksmart and I think that kind of came, came like, and went. Came and went like super, yeah. and this didn't have chance. In the UK this would have like come came and went. Um irrespective of the quality of it. like Booksmart and eighth grade of fantastic films but they just don't have the the breadth of the Marvel cinematic universe like bearing down on people which is a, which is a shame.
2: So That's- it's good that they are available on netflix and you can watch
1: them uh you said 4.5 yeah yeah i'm gonna for for that as well i feel quite jealous that i um didn't watch it at london film festival with yourself anna um i think it's nice it's always nice to watch comedies with other people and um i think this would have been elevated slightly with other people in the room as well
3: yeah yeah i think Uh, that's why shared
1: experience rather than the the size of the screen
3: yeah exactly i think that's why i've gone slightly low because even though it is is really good for the small screen Mm. i think it's quite a treat to see it in the cinema with a bunch of people
1: Let's go for engagement score. How engaged were you whilst watching? Were you checking your phone? Obviously not. It's more related to the second viewing for you at home.
3: Yes. So it wasn't possible for me to check the phone on my first viewing because obviously I'm a good person. I switch my phone off in cinemas. I think I was quite engaged actually. and watching this on the small screen, partly because I knew obviously I was going to be talking about it. I was like, oh, you know, making notes and going, I remember that. Um, But I think the story has got enough to keep you interested. Mm. The characters um, are funny enough and charming enough for you to root for them. Um, And there's a steady stream of comedy. If one joke doesn't land with you, the next one
0: probably will. So it's not like you're checking out. So I'm going to go for a four.
1: Nice. Scarlett?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say four because I I actually did watch it in three parts just because I had – it just happened to be a day where there's a lot going on so I was I really tried to be invested when I was there and I was watching it but also I was so taken by it because I had never seen anything like I thought it was just so bonkers and brilliant <laughs> I was not tempted once to look at my phone I just thought because I really wanted to know where it would go I'd had no idea so yeah I'm gonna say engage, maybe even higher can I go higher well, well yeah. I can
1: go to up to
0: five well, up to five <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i used up my five so early on can, no, can, can, do, you can have as many fives as you want as i'll what, do four? a 4.5
0: 4. i'll 5. do 4. 5, You
1: 4.4 yeah. 4.45 4. 4. 4.75 oh, that's just crazy talk no, no, no can, well 4.5 no
2: worries 4.5 for now yeah <laughs> uh helen uh so i am going to go for mm. a uh four. the only thing I, I did think that it sort of sagged a little bit in places and um there's a couple of was a striptease moment, which I kind of thought maybe went on a little bit longer and we sure. kind of got the point and it could have been a little bit tighter and a little bit more trim and I was ready to move on to the next bit or to kind of move the story on a little bit faster than it did in the actual film.
1: But yeah. Four. So that was a whole bit when they reconnect with Anna, who's the, f- yeah. the first person you see getting... To break her up as treatment. I love Dana actually. The way she cried, she was like, fantastic. She's a great had character. Yeah.
3: yeah, and she's really important for the kind of emotional arc as yeah. well because she's the one that makes them realize what they're doing is actually immoral potentially. Yeah, uh, but she's very funny. Yeah, the yeah. way the way she you know she suddenly starts you know jumping on this whole wank bank idea that she suddenly <laughs> heard of and she's like so excited about this concept.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant when she they just think think of her as just another client. They don't care about her. And it's just when they're beginning to have a bit more of a conscience mm. and she comes in and it's just. The, de- the way she delivers it's just one thing after another that she they, they've said something quite bad has happened to her boyfriend and he just not wanted to dump her and she's got nothing else going on in her life and it's just one sad yeah. thing after another and she delivers it so well and then she has she, a crying, <laughs> I'm, crying I'm crying quietly now <laughs> yeah um
1: one thing i objected to was <laughs> was that i used to the capoeira and oh, you yeah. like <laughs> i did
2: wonder about that one <laughs>
1: it's like oh god it does kept... capoeira. what even is that is that a dance or a fight i love that no i didn't object to in that way i just <laughs> it's
2: right though it's yeah it,
1: it is absolutely true um is it a fan is it a fance? it's a fance. it's not a fight or a dance that's what that's a new word brilliant um yeah i think for me yeah i loved it I, um from i think from anna's crying that's what got me into the film like straight away and you could tell it's like farcical and you could tell the kind of direction it's going to go um and i don't think i pulled away i think maybe character is a bit up front, a bit too much at the times but it was kind of it was totally played for laughs um but yeah i think i'm gonna go for 4.5 i was in there i was in there um and that gives us an overall score of 4.1250, which i think it's about the same as hunt for the wilder people
2: yeah um i mean any anything over a four is a very very high score um Anyway, so that one is well into there.
1: Yeah. Um, and we always reach out to our guys on Twitter. And in this case said, we're reviewing at Break Rippers with uh, at Anna smith Journal and Scar Rose Russell. Uh, have you seen it? Give us your thoughts on On Air Shout Out and Flixwatcher. We had uh, had one response uh, from at Top Film Tip. Anna, can you read out uh, the response from this good, this good fellow?
3: So it says, facing reality of their relationship ruining business, morally flexible friends fall out death slash cop slash striptease slash adultery faking charismatic comedy. And then they say it felt more like a TV miniseries than a cinematic experience but still a worthwhile atypical Kiwi comedy.
1: Yeah, and it gives a score at the bottom.
3: So, okay, so they've gone (laughs) for three laughs like crying faces lols
0: and then
1: out of five kiwis
0: five kiwis yeah yeah 3 out of 5 i saw that on twitter i wondered what that was that exchange <laughs> why was okay, do he doing the emojis yeah, right.
1: Right.
2: Okay. yeah top <laughs> film, top them to
1: like, to get creative yeah, with yeah we this do emojis. have some
0: creative um
2: use of emojis to yeah. represent the star rating so um, we always do do a shout out so um if you follow us on twitter look out for the gifs and uh, do comment yeah, and we'll, we'll read them out
1: Excellent, um, Anna and Scarlett. Can you tell? Uh, can you sign off by telling whoever's listening, Jasper and his friends, um, where they can find you online, um, where to find more of your work, and also you are going to be at London Film festival no sorry London podcast festival
3: yes that right so Girls on Film is going to be at the London podcast festival in mm-hmm. King's Cross at King's Place on the 12th of September 2019 7pm you can book your tickets now and if you go to the King's Place website you can book three different podcasts and then you get 15% off yeah. so you can go and see some other cool stuff It's going to be a lot of fun. Our live shows, we get people involved. We have a laugh. We have celebrity guests. It's really fun. So come along to that.
1: Uh, Do you know who the celebrity guests are yet?
3: It's wrapped in secrecy Mm. at the moment.
1: (laughs) If that doesn't it'll, entice you guys. Be revealed.
3: Um, and to find out all about that and keep track of us, you can find me on Twitter at Anna Smith Journo, as in journalist. So J O U R N O. You also get me on Instagram. My website is AnnaSmithJourno.com. And Girls on Film is available, as I said, on iTunes, Spotify, all your usual platforms.
1: Fantastic.
0: Uh, so you can find out more about what I do on my Twitter at Scar Rose Russell. Instagram is at Scarlet Rose Russell for um, anything Sunday Times related. We are at thetimes.co.uk forward slash style. Our style podcast secrets of the side hustle is available on all the platforms. And we also have an, a video website style play, which is free, it's in front of the paywall. Unlike some other star- Sunday Times
1: content, uh, that disappoints me so much.
0: Why? You need to get a subscription.
1: No, because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, no, but, I'm, but it's,
0: like in, it's in front of the paywall. No, no that's what I mean. No, they disappoints yes. me so
1: much every time I go to the Times. Right. Like Charles Gant's gone there now, hasn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: I, I love I used to love. He gone
0: the Telegraph, is it? I think. Is
1: it Telegraph? Yeah. Is it? Okay, sorry. i uh, Yeah,
0: it's still a paywall. Yeah. There's still a paywall. You mm. can get a cert- certain amount of articles for free. You just need to register. So what we right. need to do is give them an email address. And you get some content. So register, guys. So That's register, I'm but you can see all our videos as well. You don't have to register anything. Style Play. We've got mm. an amazing Billy Porter video just on there, and I will be shouting about all the future podcast
1: news on my social media. So do. You Billy Porter is is Pose season two coming out soon?
0: Yeah, it's coming out in September.
1: Right.
0: Um, September October. They haven't. BBC have so you need to, sp-
1: need to get in touch with Sky Rose Russell yeah, online for the news. to find me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, right. Thank, thank you very much, guys, for thank coming so on. For
0: thank you, you on. so much. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
2: audio, tell them Flixwatcher sent you.